What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. How was dinner tonight? How did you feel about walking back into that place with the ketchup? The ketchup was amazing. It was a great burger. We went to this place, this diner before, and um, we talked about this, the, the, the the organic ketchup. Yeah. That place closed. The, it shuttered. The burger was phenomenal at the last. I mean, it was it was good here this time too. It was a little much with the lettuce. There was like an entire head of lettuce on this thing, but you know, you get through it. You get, I mean, it was good. It was perfectly cooked, and the, the bun was. It was a uh, what was that stuff on top? Like cornmeal on top of the bun? Like it was a cornmeal bun or something? I mean, it was Did a regular sprinkle? bun. Like yeah, but like the top of it had it was like scratchy. It was. They put, is that like the semolina flour sometimes they put on like, things? I guess, yeah. It was I like instead know. of sesame seeds, they put on this weird sel- seminal. Semolina? Semolina, yes. I don't know. Red leather, yellow leather. Um, yes. I, yeah, I think it's, I think they're doing good things. It's it's a little strange, the decor. It's really bright in there. They it's very it, bright. Like what? For, for burgers and. Yeah, for anything. Like, you should just dim the lights, let people eat. Like, you don't, you know, a little mystery, you know, it's like lingerie on a lady. Like, you know, like, yeah, just come out and be naked. Sure, that's awesome. I like a naked lady. But yeah, a little mystery. Like, yeah, dim the lights. I don't have to look at the veins in my lettuce. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need to see. true. Lighting always seems to be, lighting and music are always often overlooked. They are, and it's it's important. In the ambiance. Girl with Fig is awesome. Like, the music in there is perfect. It's a little bright in there, too, but. Uh, they have to see what they're doing. There's a lot of moving pieces in that in that busy mm-hmm. restaurant. But then there was like, what was that restaurant? Purple in Seattle? Have you, did Not you the ever pink dot? In? The purple dot? No, this is just called Purple. It's on 4th and there's that wine bar. I almost, <clears throat> I think I almost got a job there or yeah. I applied for a job or something happened. Well, I don't I remember. They made a very interesting decision with their lighting because it's a huge like vaulted. It's like a three-story high ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. But the lighting choice that they've made is they've got these tiny little LEDs that are like they're like little lasers and they're pointed at every chair. So even though it's like really far away, no matter where you sit, there's like a glare in your eye. Like you can't like turn away. There's like more. There's like a million, and it's like it's so un- it's dark because they're just little LEDs. Like it's not really enough light to you know hmm. illuminate the room or your salad like you're not seeing too much it's just like a weird piercing little light in the corner of your eye no matter where you are and it's really annoying to be in that room so lighting is important <clears throat> I'd, I'd say so yeah um i wanted to talk to you today but i got a couple of things <laughs> i wanted comes. to share with you <laughs> well <laughs> do you remember me pulling this book out um, yeah. probably about two years ago are you familiar with what the Whole30 diet deal is? Not even a little bit. So basically, it's like a paleo thing, right? Uh-huh. But it's just, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I happened know. to them, right? Yes. <laughs> They're all that. So it didn't work out for the paleolithic, paleo, paleolithic humans? Yes. No, um, they, they moved on and became us. So I did it. They lived. <laughs> I did it with my girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, this is like two years ago. Mm. And um, you came over, and we were talking, and I think we discussed... Something about 
we were talking about cooking and I said, so, and I brought this book and you, you opened it very quickly and you leafed through it and then you shut it and you pushed it away and you said, John, I can't look at cookbooks. I don't read cookbooks. Do you remember this conversation? <laughs> Vaguely. I mean, I, I still feel that way. So I could so imagine I would say something can like you, that. But. Can you explain to me this aversion or this why you won't read a cookbook? I mean, <clears throat> there's lots of great cookbooks out there, right? Sure, probably. I mean, I don't know. Let me just yeah, flip through it. I mean, it's pull so. This thing out here. And basically, the whole thirty is just no. It's like no grain and no dairy. I right. think. I so mean, it's meat and vegetables. Sure. Torture yourself any which way you like. But um, so cookbooks, <laughs> you, cookbooks have have use if you want to make a roasted spaghetti squash thing and you don't know how or you don't you know it's like it's I guess it's good for ideas if you don't have any and, mm-hmm. and I mean not everyone has ideas you know it's it's so it's, it's good for inspiration. Um, I don't like following recipes. I mean, that's why I was always more of like into like saute as a station. Like it was always more, um, sure there are recipes, but like my show, my, my chef would show me how to do the dish, like this much, this, this much of that, you know, this much butter. He's not saying ounces of butter. He's just like this much butter. Right. And you throw it in, throw it in. And then, you know, like he just shows you how to do it. And then you're like, okay, got it. And I was a good mechanic in that way. Like I was never very creative, like. My heart wasn't really into it, like coming up with new things. I mean, when I was at the dinner theater, of course, I'd come up with some specials, but it wasn't really something that I was passionate about. So, yeah, like if you need to know how to make hollandaise, crack open a cookbook. But I mean, in this day and age, you just open your phone, right? Sure. Look for some, but yeah. But what was your version specifically to the cookbook? You seemed very much... Well, artistically, it's like... I don't want to be... It's, I don't want to be tainted by their ideas it's like if i'm gonna okay if you want to make let's make let's make dinner plans right now you want to make a roast so we're gonna make a roast what should we have on the side probably a starch and a vegetable right so what kind of vegetables do you like we like uh, some asparagus maybe that's in season wrap, right now sure and we'll wrap them in prosciutto or whatever and we'll mm-hmm. grill them up so it's nice and whatever or do you want to do a beet little beet salad i mean like you can just do that stuff without looking in that cookbook and you look at the cookbooks and now all of a sudden it's not your fresh clever idea it's not anything that you've really come up with it's kind of there creative so you don't really get to take credit or you can't really you know you can start around and say you know i made dinner it's like well kind of i mean you followed the instructions that you were given by somebody else but that's not really your recipe so it's about originality it's about individuality it's about yeah it was plausible deniability sure and when i (laughs) threw that cookbook away that's what it was for me and now it's like i mean i see the value in having a a tome of concepts and ideas that you can refer to. Basic recipes. I mean, you went to you you went to school for this stuff, so there right. were books in that school, right? And basically, I mean, there's the five mother sauces, and basically mm-hmm. everything. It's like it's like the cocktails. It's like you know, if you can make a good Cosmo, you know, and you know the components in the go in a Cosmo, and now you can basically make any new drink you want to. Like mm-hmm. it's just you take those concepts. And it's like, okay, so you want me to make a new drink for you. So I'm going to need the base spirit. I'm going to need some kind of uh, sweet, some kind of sour. I'm going to need some, uh, you know, in a, in a random component, like the cranberry. It's something that makes it unique. So maybe a little St. Germain. You just kind of change, just rotate the little wheel of, of things that are in the bar. Yeah, it's like fruits, vegetables. Like, yeah, you can make Flavors. it seasonal and flavor. Yeah, pick a berry or a thing that's, you know, where you want to go regionally. Like, oh, what's, you know, kumquats or what's going on, you know, Chinese apple pears or how do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. So... Okay. I mean, food's basically the same way. You want shrimp. What do you want to do? It. You want to do it uh, southwestern style. You want to do it Mexican style. I mean, like you, you want to do it uh, Asian. But I mean, there prawns. might be. I'm, so the the recipe book is for or the cookbook is for people who even don't know what southwest style is, sure. other than I mean, a salad lot of... from <laughs> Planet Hollywood again. Yes. <laughs> I gotta go back there. <laughs> 
Um, it was a mistake, John. Yes, yes, <laughs> I understand. But so, but that's just that's my point is that you so you you had this knowledge already, but you don't want to be tainted by you don't want inspiration. You're not interested in in being no, inspired. By I don't. It. I mean, Fair I'd enough. rather like have a conversation <laughs> with somebody or like call one of my culinary friends. And be like, I'm up against like I'm dating this girl for with has Crohn's. You know, she can't have. Um, she can't have any flour or gluten or anything like mm-hmm. that, but she loves pasta. So what do I do? And I'm like talking to my chef friends. I'm like, oh, we'll just, you know, get some uh, almond flour. I'm like, is that something that, I mean, now, yes, you can go to the store. But this is like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You could not just go to the store and buy almond flour. Celiacs wasn't no. like a, really a thing yet. I mean, of course, the one in a million people that had it, had it. It's the same number. I don't think it's changed, but gluten is not their problem. Right? No, That's it's... the whole name of the show. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so I'd have to like yeah look up recipes and talk to chefs about like taking almonds and freezing them and like turning this stuff into a powder so that you could make gnocchi out of it and then you know and then this presenting a girl that's been pastaless you know for years since she found out she had Crohn's and then she's like oh I can eat pasta you know it's... gnocchi is just potatoes right or it's no it's potato stuffed no no or... they're it's a potato based pasta basically it's like a little dumpling you take flour mm-hmm. the best if you want to know how to make the best gnocchi in the world you just take leftover baked potatoes like if you have a dinner one night and you have some baked potatoes throw a couple extra in there and leave them in your oven overnight and let them dry out completely and then you just with you the could, oven on or that no no it's it's Is off that... but it'll still like as it kind of cools like it'll it'll keep keep it'll keep drying out the potato like overnight um as it cools excuse me but um but yeah, and then the, the, you unwrap it, of course, take the skins out, take the meat of that potato, like all this, the flesh in there, and then you throw your eggs and your flour in there. Chop it all up, because that potato's going like, to absorb all that eggy moisture deliciousness, mm-hmm. and it's going to like bind to the, to the flour perfectly, and then just, yeah, mix it all up with like a fork or knife. And How do you feel about potatoes, Walter? I feel I... very passionately about <laughs> potatoes, John, and you know that. <laughs> they are I the perfect food. <laughs> so if you can, can we talk about uh, the golden the, potato? You wanna, should we go there? Yeah, absolutely. Can we talk about the golden I, potato? It was a dream, and it's, it's so, a beautiful dream. So, but let's start with why potatoes are the perfect food and what it is that Well, you, you could love. literally live off of them. I mean, a glass of milk and potato, like if you have no, nothing else, it's got the nutrients that'll keep you alive. And it's so versatile. You can literally, I mean, who doesn't like <laughs> a glass of milk and a potato? That's it. <laughs> Just, I'm saying I, it dyers when you... It sounds very Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> it, well, yes, but... You know, when, when times are, you know, tight, you know, when things mm-hmm. are tough, if that's all you got, you're going to be fine. Right. That's my point. Um, but yeah, like, who doesn't like French fry? You fry up a potato. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many ways. I mean, like, bubble and squeak and uh, knishes. And, What's I bubble mean, and squeak? It's a... Uh... That's cat... You sh- uh, it's a... Uh, it's like... um. Uh, you make mix it like a hash brown kind of situation mm-hmm. with cabbage, and then you fry and make these little pancakes. It's called bubble mm-hmm. and squeak because they're in the pan. It's like the cabbage makes it kind of squeak it in the pan. Good. They're tasty, yeah, absolutely. Um, so like the, even the Irish have their potato. Of course, the Irish have their potatoes, but um, yeah, the Jewish, uh, the Kanishes, uh, latkes, you know, mm-hmm. a huge part of their thing. Everybody's got a potato. It's a, I mean, it's like the perfect food. It's all over the world, and they're amazing. You fry gold, you know, the golden potatoes, fried gold. It's, they last forever in your kitchen. Yeah, and they, they start growing they, themselves. Yeah, they start <laughs> making more of themselves. You know, there's the guy who was trapped on Mars, the Martian movie. You know, I didn't he's, see it. You didn't see it. It's a no. good movie, but he, yeah, he's got the potatoes and he cuts them up and he's like growing them. Didn't he have to fertilize his own farm or something like that? Yeah, it's a little unpleasant, but I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, he survived just eating potatoes. You know, like that's what we're talking about, right? Well, with proof like that, I mean, I mean, it didn't happen. It was just a movie, <laughs> but I'm just saying the science is there. But yes, the golden potato. So what? Amazing. What? What was? 
the golden potato. What is the golden potato? I mean, it's still an idea. Well, it's still way, a dream, where, where is it not? Where did it start? Should we talk about the the origin? Do you remember yes. the origin? I don't think so. So well, my, mm, no. Go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about my friend Robert. Uh, not not my uh, chef friend Robert, but our other friend Robert. There's like a million Roberts. His dad had a potato farm in um, Idaho somewhere, mm-hmm. and so it, by tradition, what he would always do is he would wrap. He would get gold foil. And he would wrap the potatoes up and give them out as gifts. You know, it's like, I'm a potato farmer. So like all of his friends would get like this, you know, golden potato with a little green ribbon on it. And you and Danny and I were living together on Nickerson. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, the little Christmas tree kind of thing there. And then we had little menorah there. And then like I brought in the golden potato. It was like this little traditional silly thing. And the golden potato sat on that weird glass shelf thing next to the menorah. It just sat there for like months until I think it started growing out through the the aluminum foil. But I mean, that was the inception of the golden potato. And then there's the line from um, Shaun of the Dead where he's like, how about that for fried gold? And it was just like those words, you know, these things just kind of stew in your head until you. Mm-hmm. And then we were, uh, I was working at Teeny Bigs where we did all these infusions. We'd always like buy like just super cheap vodka and just put them in these giant glass jars. And I was just thinking like, what a brilliant idea. But we got to get, if you get like potato vodka, you just have your whole bar and it'll be, you know, if your whole menu was just, um, what is it, uh, like vegetarian and vegan without being, it's vegetarian and vegan. It just is. Like, you don't have to advertise it. It's just, right. you know, it's like you have mashed potatoes, you got steak and, you know, steak and potatoes is a thing, um, bangers and mash. You could have all these things and, you know, uh, shepherd's pie. You have, you know, knishes. Milfui. Is that, am I pronouncing that incorrectly? I what, you, what is that? What is <laughs> it means, I think it's French. It means like a million layers and they kind of, it's like they slice it and they pack it into little cubes. Sounds delicious. Potatoes duchess. Those are one I mean, of my what favorites. What is duchess? Duchess. Yeah. Well, duchess. You um. You make a uh, mashed potatoes. And you put in a little extra egg and maybe some cheese or something else, a little garlic, and you pipe them out into like little rosettes and you bake them, mm-hmm. or you can deep fry them, or just get them like nice and firm on the outside. So, you, but they're still gooey mashed potatoes in the middle. Just mm. duchess. Au gratin. Au gratin. Yeah. There's like no French fries, curly fries, tater tots. Twice baked, twice baked, single potato baked, skins. potato skins, you name it, man. What is a twice baked potato? Why do you bake it twice? I think you put the stuff on it, and you put it back in. I see. So you get the bake on the top. Well, it's when more I was of a broil. kid, yeah, I was a, I was a, you know, tough kid to feed, and like my mom, when we'd have baked potatoes, she would take the potato apart and put all the sour cream and the cheese and all the stuff, and then she would put it back together like a little ice cream cone. She'd make my potato in an ice cream cone for me, and like so, I would sit there and like eat it. Was that going to be on the menu? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, ice cream or potato ice cream? Could you yeah. do that? Like, make... you could. You absolutely. Could. I haven't seen that on any of the shows. Mm. Uh, but so, so the golden potato was a restaurant that I was going to open with my brother, until the money guy fell out, and then I think my brother's wife had a cancer issue, and so mm-hmm. they both of them just kind of dropped out and vanished. I'm like, hey guys, like I'm still over here. Like, does anybody still want to do this thing? And I, so you had money, you had a place, we had a building in downtown Seattle, prime real estate. Um, and that, well, nobody wrote me a check. It was just, I was just mm. living off of my savings while I was doing this thing with my brother. We, I learned how to patch drywall. I ripped up all the carpeting. I regrouted the tile in the kitchen, took all the kitchen equipment apart and soaked it and got it back up and put it all back together again. And my brother did all the subway tile. Like he did a really beautiful tile work, tile work job in there. And 
I think I remember you like digging up an old fire pit or something like that. Oh my like God, that. that thing. So these idiots at this place, and it's like, so it's the bottom of like a three or four story building in downtown Seattle. And these dumb bastards decided they wanted to make a pizza oven. So they, mm. they so they made this giant concrete, like they filled it with sand. Like it, would, it was like concrete slab with rebar filled with sand and then more concrete and like rocks and just put this thing together. And it was a great pizza oven, I'm just sure of it, until they tra- turned it on and tried to, like, cook with it. They vented it into the substrate of the ceiling. Like, it, what, the vent wasn't going outside. It's a three-, four-story building. So they just, just you know, like, blowing you smoke. know, like, what the acoustical tile is that makes it look like a building, you know? Yes. There's actually about four more feet above behind that, usually. Like, HVAC right. sits up there so you can have, like, airflow and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they just had it vented up into that space. So they turn this thing on, and they're trying to cook a pizza, and the entire building is now filling with smoke. And really hot air, I imagine. Like, that's a fire hazard. You, you have to get these things up to like 700 degrees. Yeah. yeah, I mean, five to 700 degrees to cook a pizza in the, these ovens. And yeah, so the fire department came immediately, you know, when, of course, you know, you start cooking your neighbors upstairs and they're like, Jesus. why is it getting so hot up here? And all the smoke is everywhere. So they got shut down. They shut that thing down. But then, yeah, my brother and I, I took me three weeks with a giant sledgehammer beating that thing for eight hours a day. You didn't work during this time, or you no? Did? I was no. just no, no. I was just redoing this thing. I would work like fill in shifts at some of the other bars around town. My friend would be like, "Hey, man, like I could use some cash if you got a shift or something." Like I don't yeah. have room. I'm doing a project. It was eating up all my time. But I mean, taking a day off to go work, you know, sling some drinks once in a while. And so the vision was everything around the golden potato. It was yeah. all potatoes. Yeah, potato. I'd have like all potato vodka infusions, and they'd yeah. Um, it's gonna be amazing. What what's the what's your favorite kind of potato? Is there not not preparation, mm-hmm. but is there like a oh. Yukon versus Russet versus yeah, Sweet? Yeah, I mean, Yukon Golds make the best mashed potatoes. I think uh, fingerlings are super amazing. Just like just roast them. Like mm-hmm. I like uh, when I'm making dinner, doing dinner parties. Like I'll just you know take whatever you know greasy kind of business is left over from cooking the other things. I'll use that and just put them face down in there with some herbs and just like. You cut them in half so that you get the mm-hmm. one side. It's just like the, the the flesh side, and it gets gets all that brown, golden, beautiful tastiness. Yeah, I'd say fingerlings mm-hmm. would be my favorite. Fingerlings, like purple fingerlings. Oh yeah, I like purple potatoes. The purple. Do you do you like yams at all? Do you do sweet potatoes? I don't. I really don't. I didn't used to. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't like Jerusalem artichokes. I don't like. I don't like fake potatoes. It's... What's a Jerusalem artichoke? It's uh, the root of the, the sunchoke. It's the um, oh, okay. it's the root of the sunflower um, family plant. Is that like a kohlrabi? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You have to look up a kohlrabi. Well, but, well, uh, yeah. I it's found... supposed to taste like a nutty little potato, and it's mm. just, it looks like ginger. doesn't taste like a potato, and it's a lie. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's no business on the menu. Uh, it's, sure, it's super clever. Keep I like to eat sweet around. potatoes cold. Not raw, but cold. So I'll bake them. Weird. With like the marshmallow thing, like no, no marshmallows. Like no, I just, I just get, eat them. No salt, no pepper. They're just like if you're hungry, you cooked it, so it's I like cooked a cooked. It, so it's cooked and skinned. There's three of them in the fridge. It's not even skinned, and I just eat it like a. Would you eat the skin too? You just yeah, bite right into the skin. Like if I'm going, if I'm driving, and I want to have food, and wow. I don't want to like, so I'll just put it in the cup holder. And I'm single. Right? <laughs> How did that happen? Like, I'm just easy. I'm no, you're a catch, you, no, buddy. It's, no, I. That sounds psychotic, though. <laughs> like, why would you just eat a cold? That's what potato? Jerry you said. Just throw your, just turn the oven on. It's right there. Just get it nice and warm. You throw the potato in there. Go take a shower. Come out and eat your potato nice and hot, like a normal sane. 
Well, person. you can travel with them. They're easy. <laughs> That's they're, true. It's true. And it's quick energy. You know, it's good calories. But it doesn't have. It's yeah, that protein. I mean, like that can't be safe. Like if you're going on a road trip, you know, after four hours, the bacteria levels have doubled in that little potato of yours. It's safer than other things. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's not like a four. I don't want to take this away from you. No, That's no, not my and goal. you won't. <laughs> I don't think that I could. Um, but sweet potato pie, you could do. Yeah. Potato ice cream. So the golden potato. Let's just get this straight. There's no sweet potatoes happening at the golden potato. Oh this, no. This is not a negotiation, okay? Oh, well, this. Is... <laughs> I thought I was being very clear about. <laughs> no, that. I. I okay. Yams and sweet potatoes are not. They're not happening. No. It's not part of this. It's not part of the program. Even for dessert. <sighs> That weird thing that moms do at Thanksgiving, you know, they do the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. I always loved that they did it, but I would never eat that. I don't know. It just seemed mm-hmm. really bizarre. It was always very pretty. It was very appetizing looking. But So the golden potato, you were working eight hours a day. At least. At least. <coughs> and um, just, <coughs> the money guy fell out. He just stopped returning my calls, Yeah. <laughs> And so that was the end of it. That you had a menu it. planned and everything. You still I wrote the menu. I, you well, still have I was, this. I was drawing built. Like I had the AutoCAD. I had the whole thing, so we could go to permit. I had I had the menu. I actually had a schedule written out. So basically, I needed thirteen thousand dollars. That would have afforded me all the liquor I needed, all the food products I needed, and it would have uh, paid my staff for uh, three months without having any return. If nobody came in and bought a potato from us, that would have kept us solvent for three months. So if anybody's out there listening is interested in the golden potato, Walter has it all down. It's all it's a it's a package ready to go. It's all ready yeah. to so. And it just the cocktail menu, the menu menu, all the recipes. They're all it's all in one big book. It's and all, is this something you would still want to do if somebody had? Yeah, if somebody wants to throw some money at me and get me a building. That's you know, mm-hmm. location is key. This place was like right on the corner, like it was catty corner from the Bon Marche, like downtown Seattle. Like I know. Foot traffic alone. There's people waiting for buses, like in crowds, two feet away. You know, like looking for somewhere to go and eat while they wait for their stupid bus. I mean, this would have been. They perfect. don't have to go to the cracky McDonald's right? down the road. Exactly. <laughs> Pay a quarter to go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that what that costs? I don't know. It's just I know. There's How a, much would you charge to go to the bathroom? I think it's actually a token thing. Like you have to go to the counter and be like, "Can I use uh, the bathroom?" They give them a token, like a McDonald's. Uh, yeah. That sounds awful. I turned you off. Why are you making buzzing? Is it saying hello? Um, and so you you mentioned um, you talked about the. The marshmallows on the potatoes and mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Can you can you talk a little bit about Thanksgiving? I know it's a little early in the year, but you you More. people tend to they like to ruin it. They like to ruin Thanksgiving. It's like their favorite goddamn thing to do every year. Thanksgiving is very clear. Please, it has rules. Yes, there's a turkey. Yes, there's mashed potatoes. Yes, somebody always wants to do that green bean casserole thing. I think is hideous, but it's a part of people's lives. Go ahead and have it. I won't eat it, but it's there. Fruit salad definitely on the menu, right? These are things that have to be there. Cranberry sauce, canned or fresh? Is it just what you grew up with? I like canned. Yes, That's, yeah. I mean, but just because it spreads so nicely, the the fresh stuff it's usually kind of chunky, mm-hmm. and it's just not a consistent mouthfeel. Or like when I'm trying to smear it onto my perfect bite, you know, you got to get that perfect bite on there. Gravy, you know, you got to have the turkey gravy in there. And these are the things: a salad, a regular just green salad. These are things that should be on the table. And every Thanksgiving, there's always these chuckleheads are like, "Oh, we're not doing a turkey. We're gonna do a blah blah blah." blah. And you're just like. 
cool, what is it? Why are we here again? It's Thanksgiving, right? So where's the turkey? Like, no, I'm not messing with you. Like, oh, we're not doing mashed potatoes this year. Oh, I was in charge of bringing the mashed potatoes. I did, um... We're doing snow we're doing, crab we're and... Doing, or, yeah, or, and, and sweet potatoes or some weird bullshit. It's like... Is snow crab a thing? Did I just make that up? Is that real? Snow crabs are real, I think. That's okay. a thing. Right. I feel like... I, I don't think you made that word up, no. So everybody always wants to do their own special, trying to create tr- Yeah, they try and create this. It's like, do that on Thursday. Like, throw a dinner party like that's not on Thanksgiving. You know, like, don't mess with Thanksgiving. It's it's an established menu for the holiday. Like, it's it's already done. It's like ketchup. It's It's been figured out. We know how to make Thanksgiving. Turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry. Fruit salad. Fruit salad. That's I never had fruit salad. You didn't have fruit salad? No. My mom would always, like, cut, like, a, a pineapple in half. And then hollow it out, and then like so, and then chop that all up and put that in the bowl, and then blueberries and raspberries and blackberries. That's and, some classic. Like, and then we put it back in. Yeah, yes. and we put it. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, my mom's a gem. She she made some good stuff for Thanksgiving. Though, oh she? man, yeah. Um, we wh- uh, we had one year. This the only the only year that I remember that all nine kids were all there at the same time, and of course we spent. My mom bakes like. You know, nine pies. She was, she's baking and cooking for like three or four days, like a week or something. I don't know how long she was cooking, but I think there was like, yeah, this huge turkey. I think there was a ham as well. And like, there's all this stuff. We sit down and I, I shit you not, like it was gone in nine minutes. We sat down, like all kids and my mom and dad, and we just, it was silenced. And we were just like, passing everything out. The roll, the yes, there have rolls, to be rolls. Yes, rolls. All the, everything's getting passed around. And like, it's just like, and like, I think it was like nine minutes and then everything was gone. It was like, okay, and we're all full, but there was like no leftovers. There was no cooking the carcass later for turkey noodle soup. There was just like, and we were just like, did we just, <laughs> did this just happen? And we, yeah, we just laughed at that. We still talk about that year where it, was just, <laughs> it took us like nine minutes to eat the whole thing. Wow. That's the fastest Thanksgiving ever. I mean, when you have that many people at the table, yeah, I'm always surprised how much food is always left over. And I, I don't know, the last few Thanksgivings have been, they're so small, you know, when you're not. When you don't mm-hmm. have a family mm-hmm. or, you know, you're with a few select friends like that are trying to ruin it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is always when this happens, when you're with these friends, Friendsgivings or whatever. You're not a fan of the Friendsgivings. Well, because they try and ruin shit. You know, yeah. if they would just stick to the program, it'd be fine. This is why I can't leave the house. <laughs> you can't leave the house because of other people's Thanksgivings? Well, that's, I mean, yeah, it's like you, when you invite me, you're like, oh, hey, we're going to, would you like to come over having a dinner party? I'm like, ah, who's going to be there and what are we doing? Like, how upsetting am, how upset am I going to really be? Because you know what I'm feeling? I'm just going to get a movie and stay in. Like, I don't, I don't feel like putting myself through, <clears throat> So, so this is, this is not just Thanksgiving, but it seems to be the... Well, Thanksgiving is the only one that really has a strict menu policy that I feel strongly about. Christmas, not so much. Christmas is kind of loose because you could have a goose, you could have a turkey, you could have a ham, you could have a thing, you know, you could have a, you know, whatever your big protein is. But yeah, if you're, if there's no mashed potatoes on the table, you're screwing it up. Like there's any mashed potatoes and gravy. Easter is, that's still a little loosey goosey. brunch situation, I thought. Yeah. And then, um, 4th of July is just hot dogs, hamburgers, yeah, it's and barbecue. potato chips. Yeah, if you go to like, oh, we're having a thing or a 4th of July barbecue and you show up and they're doing Thanksgiving dinner, you're going to think they're crazy, right? Like, what is wrong with you? Where's the hamburger grill? Where's the beer? Where's the hot dogs? This that is America. Awesome. This is what we do, right? Yeah, you show up, everyone's got ugly sweaters on, you know? Some guy is like, like doing that thing with the honing, sing, sing, sing. Yeah, sharpening his little knife. Turkeys for Thanksgiving, burgers for July. Yeah, we have rules. Where do they make balloons? Exactly. That's a great song. <clears throat> um, 
What other holidays are there? Are there any? There's Christmas. What are the food? They're all food holiday. They're all food related, right? It should be. Thanks. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day chocolate, but you have to go out. Champagne. You have to take dinner for two. You go out to a restaurant. You don't. You don't cook in. You don't dine in. It's not really that. It's supposed to be it, special. It's dinner for two. You could do it at home. You could do. You know, but there's no like. Hey, uh, we want to get some friends together. We're gonna all have dinner for Thanksgiving for, for Valentine's Day. Like, no, that's that's creepy. Like, that's that's not a party I want to go to. Friends in time yeah. Day, or yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not bringing lube to your house to come to dinner party, John. Like, that's not that's not something I'm ever interested in. Fair enough. Um, I know you have to go, but one more thing. Very busy. I appreciate I, you. I, I had to get this mostly for the packaging. Oh God. And for the name, and I just, <laughs> oh God. I just want to know your, uh, what your reaction, your thoughts are. Is it gonna? What is happening? No, no. It's just, just read it. Protein for all in plants we trust. No evil foods. Plant meat. <laughs> what the hell am I looking at right now, John? Is this gonna hurt it's me? It's no chicken, chicken. No chicken, chicken. But look at the name. Comrade Cluck. <laughs> Comrade Cluck. That's. Uh, so is it is it people? <laughs> like is it is this the uh, is this the proletariat that we're going to be consuming today for dinner? That's terrifying, Comrade Cluck. He's even got a little red scarf on. I like, know. where did you? Is this from North Korea? This is, this where, is the where guy did you who get couldn't this? make his quotas, <laughs> right? Oh my God. Um, it's it's plant. Please don't ever eat this. Where it's did you just, get? It's just chickpeas. Maybe, that... maybe you should eat it. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to get it. I just like the name Comrade Cluck. Yes. If Plant you ever get a pet pet chicken, we should like, name him Comrade Cluck. It's like um, it's, it's, it's like the Impossible Burger, but it's shredded chicken. But it's not chicken. It's it's plant t- meat. <laughs> so it's got the mouth. I don't get it. It's, it's sort of, some weird it? gooey it like paste. Peanut butter. Like, I mean, it feels firmish. But is it, does it retain this firmness? Like you dice this up bag? and then saute it, like I put it on so. tacos or something and pretend you're eating a chicken taco? I don't know. I'm glad it's sealed the way it is, though. I feel very safe about that. It's not getting out of there. Not on his own, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to share with you. The yeah, that's the horrible. Thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> Do you want to have some? No. No, I'm not going to eat that. You're crazy. It's John. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, John and-